You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi, my beautiful community. How are you all? Um, So excited to be coming at you with a new episode. Today, we are talking all things body acceptance and we are talking about permission to stop sucking it in and I have a very special guest, Rosie Rees. So for those of you who don't know Rosie, I actually interviewed her. She did a um, private masterclass in Permission Granted, my signature experience, and I just got so much out of chatting to her and so did the women in Permission Granted that I decided to invite her onto the podcast And so Rosie is a leading sex and relationship coach, founder of crystal sex toy company Yoni Pleasure Palace, and creator of the well-known three-hour women's nude yoga workshop, Naked Awakening. After ditching her vibrator in 2013, Rosie decided to create an online shop dedicated to slowing down self-pleasure and prioritizing pelvic floor wellness. What started with a simple jade egg practice transformed into designing bespoke pleasure wands and tools for women with differing pelvic needs and pleasure desires. As a modern day nudist, Rosie also believes that spending more time naked on the yoga mat creates a healthier body image and improves our beliefs and perceptions about our body. Rosie's coaching sessions are transformational experiences bringing women in closer connection with their yoni, which lead to more empowering sexual experience with themselves and their partner. She lives in Seaside City, Perth in Western Australia with her female partner, sassy three-year-old and spoodle puppy, Harry. And today when we chat, we're going to be covering how do we learn to accept the body we have instead of the body we think we should have. How do we start seeing our body as more than something that is there to serve and please others? And how do we respond when someone makes unhelpful comments about our body image and or size? So without further ado, let's uh, welcome Rosie and dive in. Oh, Rosie, it's so amazing to chat to you again. I would love to know how this whole movement of stop sucking it in and permission to stop sucking it in started like what's the story behind it because it's been going gangbusters on Instagram it has it has yeah I started it in January of this year so 2021 but really I started sucking in when I was like maybe I the earliest I remember is six years old I Mm -hmm. vividly remember always having a little tummy and comparing myself to the other girls in my primary school, feeling like they were prettier or better than me. Um, and I just hated having a stomach. So I started sucking it in. And, and perhaps people around me kind of said, you know, suck it in when you're getting a photo taken or something like that. I don't know. But um, I feel like I've been sucking in my belly for that long. I'm 34 this month. Mm-hmm. So 
this year I just had enough. I realized that I was sucking it in sitting on the couch. I realized that I was sucking it in driving in my car. I realized I'd walk into a shop and I'd suck it in. And, and it was just really interesting to witness when I was sucking it in and, you know, the, the, the knock-on effect of sucking in your mm. belly all day long, unconsciously sucking in and you don't even realize you're doing it. And it's been, um, it's been just, fed to us through our conditioning from and I've done lots of sort of case studies and research around this but usually from your sisters or your mum or your grandparents I can't believe how many grandparents have said to their children suck it in from dance teachers ballet teachers you know so it's it's really been fed to us that in order to appear beautiful or attractive you need to suck in your belly yeah that's so powerful and, and also kind of scary to hear, you know, like at, from six years of age. Um, but that, that's so common now, isn't it, that girls are being given those messages and, yeah, kind of told that they need to, you know, make their body look a certain way and um, suck in their belly. Well, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help that we, we are so active on social media now and yeah, as well, there are yeah. really unrealistic body types yeah. and shapes yeah. represented um, by swimwear brands and fitness brands. And I, and I understand there is ha- this other sort of um, movement of women, you know, showing their real um, curves or their wrinkles or their dimples, cellulite, you know, I love that there's these kind of these two movements going on, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, but there is still, a lot of women out there photoshopping their bodies, yeah. um, which is, you know, even Kim Kardashian is doing it and getting caught out for it. And I love that there's a new, um, I guess, like a new policy that if you photoshop your body, you need to t- say that you've done that, mm. um, which is something that came out maybe like a month or so ago. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that is. It's really powerful. And so you said there's a bit of a knock-on effect to sucking in your belly like what is what have you noticed is the knock-on effect so I mean suck in your belly for a second (laughs) and anyone listening suck in your belly and just notice like okay you're sucking in your tummy you're drawing your belly button in towards your spine Mm. try and take a really deep breath while you're doing this I can barely talk or breathe (laughs) yeah you can't like it's yes. or if you do breathe you're breathing up here in your yeah. upper lungs and your upper chest yes. and yeah. it's been proven like if you're breathing really high up in your lungs yeah that's creating more cortisol yes. that's creating more stress and anxiety yeah and you're not using your full capacity yeah. of your lungs to breathe you know fully into your body um, the other thing that's happening you can suck it in again just for a moment I won't I won't <laughs> ask you to suck it in again but <laughs> Another thing that's happening is your vagina is clenched. Your pussy is contracted. You're tensing. Even if it's just like a micro tense, it's still, if you add up all the times that you suck in your belly throughout the day, that's a lot of contraction in the pelvic floor. And listen, it is good to do your pelvic floor exercises. Mm -hmm. It is good to use a yoni to help strengthen and tone the muscles. However, constant straining and toning the pelvic floor has a really negative effect on you know making chronic pelvic floor tension in your in your pelvic floor Mm -hmm. which leads to painful sex which leads to inability to orgasm which leads to you know weak bladder um, Mm -hmm. control so 
unclench your, if anyone's still sucking in, unsuck your tummy now. <laughs> so yeah, those are the two main things. So your breath and your vagina and your pelvic yeah. floor. And those are two pretty big things. I also think of it like you're almost creating a self-imposed corset on yourself. Mm. You know, we threw out the corset, you know, we burnt the corset maybe like 50 odd years ago or longer now it's we we don't want to bring it back it was so bad for our bodies and for our breath and we are almost doing it to ourselves and who are we doing it for like if we really tune in who are we sucking in our belly to please or to impress and usually the answer is the male gaze like mm. the men yeah. for the op, you know for the opposite sex or for to attract people but you know like it's we've really got to assess if it's if it's worth doing that and I really don't think it is yeah and there's so many assumptions too about that isn't there that like men prefer women with a flat stomach um whereas I find it's mostly women that have issues with women not having a flat stomach I don't think I've ever had a man say anything about my stomach but I've had plenty of women say things about it so yeah we've who, who's the ones who've been conditioned the most it's, yeah I think it's actually women yeah yeah, yeah I think if a, yeah a, a man if if there's a, a beautiful naked woman standing in front of them. They don't really care what their belly size is, do they? No, I think like back in the day, if you look at old sort of statues and ancient figurines, the women were curvy. Like they were round and curvaceous and plump. And, you know, that was what was thought of to be beautiful and fertile and, you know, a, like a goddess. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think we find beauty in that the beauty is in the eye of the beholder for sure. But it's I, I, I think it's important that we remember like it's it's safe. It's it's healthy to have, you know, fat on our body yeah. and particularly around our uterus. You know, yeah. they do say that that creates a bit of like padding and like um, protection around our uterus, which is our creative organ yeah we literally create babies in that space and it's natural to have a little bit of more fat around that space in the body and it's I'd never really thought about the like sucking when you suck in your belly you can't breathe properly um but it is so interesting because my other businesses as a psychotherapist and I work a lot with women with anxiety and one of the first things I do is teach them how to breathe into their belly instead of breathing into their chest and I literally say expand your belly like it's a balloon um, and it's funny because some women do find it really hard to actually allow their belly to even relax and soften to expand like that and then yeah they do end up breathing into their chest which you know makes it just gives their brain that message that they are in danger and triggers more anxiety so it's so interesting how it's all connected it really is it's, if you think about it on this really basic level sucking in your stomach is making yourself small yeah yeah it's making yourself smaller and we want to take up space like let yourself take up space even if you look at um and i'm a relationship and sexuality coach Mm. even if you look at what goes on in the bedroom there is no way you can orgasm if you're sucking in your stomach yeah. In fact, like to, I've just, um, I'm launching a, a course called Squirt School this year, this um, month. And one of my tools is to essentially, yeah, like let your belly be so soft and you need to breathe deeply into your belly and let your diaphragm kind of like expand. Mm. 
um, to be able to let go. And so many women can't ejaculate or squirt because they're, yeah, they're, they're squeezing and you can't let go if you're squeezing yeah. and holding in. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's so such a powerful movement and I've really seen it take off on Instagram. Like I love seeing all these pictures of women just like showing their tummy and not sucking it in. It's, it's really empowering because it, it kind of counterbalances all those images of, you know, all those messages that you need to be perfect and you need to have a flat tummy and, and all of that so absolutely and I think it's it's very vulnerable a lot of women message me going oh I really want to post this picture of my belly but I'm so nervous what are people going to think um and when they do it they're like oh this just feels so good to like because it's really exposing to you know post a photo of your belly not sucking it in showing your roles and put the hashtag stop sucking it in and tag me so I can share it it's yeah. just, it is vulnerable. It's really, you know, showing yourself. It shouldn't be vulnerable though. Yeah. But like most people in my workshops, their, their biggest insecurity is in fact their belly, not their boobs yeah. or their bum or anything else. It's always their belly. Yeah. And it's weird because we, it's almost like as a society, we don't give each other permission to show that because when we're pregnant, right? Like everyone celebrates, you know, showing off a woman's belly. But, um, but then as soon as a woman's had a baby, it's like, oh, there's all this shame around like having any fat on their belly. And um, yeah, it's like almost like the only time in your life that you're encouraged to celebrate your belly. Um, is when you're pregnant. Yeah. And I often tell women um, in my client sessions, like do a photo shoot for yourself. Yeah. As if you would do a photo shoot when you're pregnant. Yeah. And you know how women, when they're pregnant, they hold their belly and they're so proud and they're like, look yeah. at this gorgeous belly. Yeah. Like bring that energy to yeah. the photo shoot. Yeah. And you don't need to wait until you're pregnant to do a belly photo yeah. shoot and like be in your lingerie or whatever, like really own it. And it, it is interesting though. A lot of women still try and suck it in when they're pregnant. Yeah. And that's really, really not good for, you know, the womb space, the uterus. It's, it's contracting all those ligaments and muscles that are holding that space in the body. And you really want to soften, you know, and allow that space. And I remember I went to a, um, a talk last year and the speaker said she was pregnant. And she said, mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe she said it. And it almost just lost all my, all my kind of like, yeah, I don't know, not respect, but she said, oh, I, um, I would usually be sitting here and like sucking it in, but I literally can't suck it in because I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, why? Why do we need to suck it in Uh, when we're up on stage or when we're speaking or when we're wearing a nice dress? Like we shouldn't have to wait until we're pregnant to stop sucking in our belly. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? I wonder if part of it is like the fear of other people's judgments. Um, like I was sharing with you before we started recording this podcast, but I think it's a good thing to share with my community as well that after my daughter, like I put on 20 kilos with my daughter and I didn't lose a lot of it. I just wasn't one of those women who lost weight after pregnancy. And um, like even maybe when she was 18 months, like I still had a bit of a belly and I would have women asking me if I was pregnant (laughs) and like women coming up to me and saying things. And it was like, I was working so hard on my body image and trying to accept my body. But when you have people coming up to you and making those assumptions, it's pretty hard, no matter how confident you are to feel okay with your body. So I wonder if sometimes, you know, we suck it in as well because we're scared of, you know, those, those feelings. 
Yeah. And that makes sense. And I totally understand that. And I've probably done the same myself. In fact, earlier this year, just after I'd started the movement, I was in line at a cafe. Yeah. And in front of me were two women. Yeah. Uh, one was maybe in her 30s and then another woman in her 60s or 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And this older woman turned around to the younger woman and said, is it a girl? Yeah. And I was looking at this woman like, yeah. what? What does she mean? And she looked at me and she said, what? What do you mean? And yeah. she asked again, like, oh is it God. a girl? She's, and then this other woman was like, I, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. And then there was this silence. Yeah. And I, my jaw dropped. Yeah. I went bright red because I was so angry. Yeah. And I actually had to walk away in that moment. Like it's, yeah. it's weird what you do when you're in a yeah. bit of a state of shock. I wish yeah. I'd said to the woman, it is so rude yeah. to ask a woman whether or not, not just if yes. she's pregnant, but is it a girl? Like it's yeah. just such an odd, I find it's a lot of older people who tend to ask. It's like yeah. it's, it's kind of, they don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I walked away and then I came back. And the woman had ordered her coffee and was sitting down and she just looked in him again, a mild state of shock. And I sat down next to her and I said, my love, you, you I'm so sorry that that woman said that to you. You yeah. look beautiful. And she's like, yeah. I've had two kids. You know, she almost started crying. She was like, I've had two kids. I can't move this weight. And I said, I've just started this movement. I told her all about it. She follows me on Instagram now. She's a massive fan of the work. And, you know, it's just not acceptable. And I said to her, in future and if it happens to me and which it yeah. has happened to me as well yeah. say it's a perfect opportunity to say to someone I'm not pregnant yeah I'm not suck I'm just not fucking it in yeah and it's really rude to make a comment on my body because people yeah. comment yeah. far too often on yeah. how someone looks whether they've lost weight or gained weight if somebody's lost weight yeah. don't comment about the, their weight loss because yeah. they might be stressed to their eyeballs. They mm. might have bulimia. They, they, you never know what they're going through. You know, if somebody's gain weight, same, same thing. They might be going through the biggest stress of their life. Like, and to comment on, yeah, pregnancy, just don't ever make the mm. assumption. Yeah. I but think. it is a good opportunity for us to say, to actually put them in their place. And yeah. you don't need to be rude about it, yeah. but you can say, I'm not pregnant. I'm just not sucking in my belly and it's really rude to assume or comment on my body. Please don't yeah. comment on my body. And that's it. And just smile and walk away. I love that, Rosie. You've made me tear up a little bit. Like I feel like I needed to hear that and probably so many other women in my community did too because I have found um, in general it's been older women that have made these comments and, and so I probably tend to be a bit more polite to them. <laughs> but it's really nice to have like a kind of almost quite an, a nice, still really warm and kind way to respond to those comments. But that is also educating women that, you know, it's not okay to comment on each other's bodies. It's not okay, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's also not okay for us to walk around sucking in our belly in no. fear that someone's going to ask us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Think of it as a perfect opportunity to yeah. politely and kindly yeah. educate. And it's yeah. usually older, like I said, yeah. older women in their 60s. Yeah. Yeah. who have just, you know, they, they don't have the body image um, issues and pressure that maybe we've had in our lifetime. Yeah. So they probably yeah. don't understand. So it is important not to be rude, yeah. but to just put them in their place kindly and yeah. let them know, you know, don't comment on a woman's body yeah. because what you don't want is because someone like someone can comment on that with me and yeah. I'll be so strong in myself, but unfortunately yeah. 
if they comment on somebody's body and they're really not in a good place, yeah. Yeah. that can be a real spiral, you know. Definitely. They could have been do- doing years of work on their body image and then just one comment can kind of, you know. Tear it all down. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, really important conversation. Interrupting this incredible episode with Rosie to share a little bit about my brand new program that just launched this week, Worthy to Expand. The doors are now open to this incredible program. And at the moment, if you are listening to this live, you can still sign up at the early bird price and save $200. Worthy to Expand is an evidence-based approach to dreaming, thinking, and playing big. Over four weeks, I will be coaching you to help you reconnect with your innate worth, satellite dreams, and set you back on the path towards your own dream life. I know how challenging dreaming, thinking, and playing big can feel, especially in 2021, and I want to support you with the tools I have used to create my six-figure business and dream life. Inside Worthy to Expand, you will learn to reconnect with your true innate worthiness once more. The details are in the show notes. If you'd like to know more, I would love to welcome you in. So I'd love to know from you, Rosie, because I feel like you you were just a total queen in this area. Like how do we learn to accept the body we have instead of the body we think we should have? Because I think we all have this idea of how we should look um, and we have trouble accepting what our body actually does look like. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I, I've been on a real mission over the past seven years of, of radical, I call it radical self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I started the Naked Awakening movement, so Women's New Yoga, yes. for this very reason, because I remember lying down, sitting down on my yoga mat naked, this is seven years ago mm-hmm. now, and looking at my body, mm-hmm. and I was probably like literally 20 kilos lighter than what I am today. And I remember looking at my body thinking, ugh. Like I was just disgusted. It was like just not good enough. Mm. I didn't have an inner thigh gap. Mm. I didn't like my belly rolls. I thought my nipples were too big and my boobs were too small. Mm. Oh, my hair's not long enough or thick enough. Like, oh, my God, the list just went on and yeah. on and on. Like I couldn't believe it. It, it, when I really sat down naked on my mat, yeah. I was faced with what I'd actually been telling myself in my brain. And that's when I started to, well, I, A, realise what was going on, but B, I wanted to change yeah like because we have a choice right we can either choose to accept our body the way it is or we can choose to change it now we can change it by what we eat we can change it by exercise we can change it by going to cosmetic surgeons and getting them to nip and tuck certain things and it's that's all possible you know but really you can do all that out out of work and I and I do promote a healthy lifestyle and you know obviously um and I also promote indulgement and, and um, you know, sensual eating and letting yourself eat and drink whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, and I have started to do that. And, yes, I have put on 10 kilos, but I, am I happier? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's the choice. But really, like, if you don't do the inner work on yourself, you can change everything externally. You can go to smash yourself at the gym five times a week. You can eat salad every single day. You can go get your lips pumped and your bum perked up and whatever, get liposuction. But really, if you haven't done the inner work on accepting yourself as as you are, who you are today, not when you're a different shape or size or weight, then you can do all that physical external stuff and it's actually going to mean shit all. Like Mm. I know so many women who've went and got 
implants or who've lost five kilos and they're still fucking unhappy. Or yeah. there's still something. The thing is we're still going to pick on ourselves yeah. about something and nitpick and like, you know, beat ourselves up. And it's like, why? Like the real power is in fully claiming and owning and choosing ourselves just as we are right now without needing to change a thing. Like, yeah. of course, we all have little things that we maybe want to, you know, if you want to feel a bit fitter or stronger or whatever, like yeah. I get that, but it's an inner job. It's this inner acceptance. Like, can I just embody and inhabit this body that I've been blessed with in this lifetime? Can I just like embody that? And it's, it's almost like a sense of body neutrality. I don't know if yeah. you've heard of that term, but just like coming into a neutral space of like, pretty stoked that my body digests food without me even thinking I'm pretty amazed that I bleed every month and I don't die and my womb like literally self-destructs and then comes back together again like think of the miracle that your body is and what it does on a day-to-day basis it's pretty freaking amazing and yet we just beat it up like think of all the time that you've wasted on berating your body and imagine the energy that you could have if you stopped berating your body yeah and you know what I found help it's kind of um paying attention to how I talk about my body in front of other people um so because I'm so because I've worked in the mental health space for a long time and I've yeah had clients with eating disorders and things like that I worry so much about that for my daughter. So I'm really, really careful about how I talk about my body in front of her. But what's interesting is it's actually changed my mindset. So like I would talk about my belly now and I'll be like, look at my belly. It's so beautiful and soft and it carried you. And I talk about like what my body did and what my body can do. And I I, like, it's interesting, even though I've been trying to do that for her, it's actually helped me a lot as well um, because I'm hearing those messages and I'm taking them in. I love, <laughs> I love that. Mm. <coughs> we banned the word fat yeah. in our house. And every time we look in the mirror, we say, I am beautiful. Yeah. Like it's just, it's you, you really need to start while they're young yeah. and everything you say about your body, she's yeah. going to say about her body. And if we become a bit more aware of the words and the, the languaging that we're using yeah. around our body and in particular our belly Hmm. um that will be organically transferred to her like I mean we can't control everything that she's exposed to but her mama loving her body is like literally the best possible thing that you could do and I know a lot of women whose mums were just on constant diets Hmm. when they were young and I guarantee you every mum every person that mom was on a diet have the daughter has had an eating disorder yeah they yeah I've I've definitely observed that in my practice that um yeah sometimes where there's been an eating disorder present there's definitely been like a lot of um negative messages from the important women in their lives around dieting and um body image and things like that um so I feel like it's like it's changing generation by generation you know like we're doing the work our kids will be like they're going to be in a really different space to us around body image I think I agree Um, I hope so (laughs) yeah and then their children like maybe it wouldn't even be a thing imagine that that would be amazing yeah yeah bring it on yes (laughs) and it starts with us you know it starts with us yeah it definitely does 
So how one thing I was thinking is how do we start seeing our body as more than something that is there to serve and please others by looking a certain way, looking good in photos or looking good for our partners or um, yeah, pleasing others? How do we kind of switch that so that we're looking at our body as more than that? Mm, this is a big thing. I think a lot of us, even myself included, like as a younger girl, my body wasn't for me. I was never taught that my body was for me. My body, in particular, my sexuality yeah. was for a boy, yeah. you know. And so I spent the first half of my life just pleasing and, and you know, wanting to impress a boy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it, it really, I mean, it, this education needs to be happening yeah. for girls at a young, young age. But I also want to say that it's never too late. Yeah. Like I turned it around um, when I had a, a sexual awakening and a, a naked awakening, a spiritual awakening when I was 26. So it's definitely never too late. But I think it's just like your body is yours. Like it's yeah. we are sovereign beings and just every day you get to make a choice about what you wear. What do I want to wear today for me? Yeah. You know, when I put on my clothes every single day, like some days I'll wear something that my Yoni wants me to wear. Yeah. <laughs> um, other days I'm like, well, I just want to be really fucking comfortable. And like, I wear whatever I want to wear. And, you know, for even with sex, like I never just have sex for the other person now, ever. Yeah. I choose like, and I communicate around when I'm feeling aroused and when I'm not feeling aroused and I will never, ever, ever have sex just to please my partner. And so that's, you know, that's another um, part of the process in reclaiming your body yeah. is, you know, reclaiming what you do with your body. Hmm. What do you want to do with your body today? And only do and only eat and only drink what you like, honestly, what you want to do. I think that's part of the key to, yeah yeah, not, it's, you're not here to please the man. You're not here to please your partner all the time. Um, you're here for you. Like this is your journey. This is your soul journey. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And I remember we've talked about this in another chat that we had for my Permission Granted community around like slowing down so you can actually listen to your body. Um, do you think that's a part of this process as well? Like actually how do we slow down so we know what our body like you said, only do things for your, for you, what feels right for you. But sometimes we don't even know that, right? Mm. And we really yeah, do. and sometimes we'll just say, like if somebody asks us how we are and or your partner asks you and you say, I don't know. Yeah. If you say, I don't know, that means you haven't created enough time and space to drop in and tune into how you're feeling. So yeah. I'll often come into, this is my healing room where I'm at, mm -hmm. at the moment. I've got a beautiful um, seat here and I just sit down, I close my eyes and I'll take five minutes to breathe, yeah. to just do some deep. And I count my breaths. Yeah. I'll count to seven and then start again, count to seven, start again. Um, and it's amazing the wisdom and the clarity that comes through when you just sit, just sit and do nothing. Don't take your phone in. We have this, like, even when the ads come on, when the TV's yeah. on or something, we'll reach for our phone or like we reach for some kind of engagement. We're like constantly getting stimulated. Like how is our inner guidance mm. and our inner wisdom and intelligence meant to come through if we're yeah. constantly distracting ourselves? And so taking five minutes, three times a day to just pop into a space 
I have the luxury of having this little healing room here in my house, but you can go outside, you can go into your bedroom, you can sit on the freaking toilet, doesn't matter where you are, and just take five to 10 breaths of, you know, slowing the fuck down. And you will, and then you sort of open your eyes and you're like, okay, what do I need to do right now? Mm. And it might just be go and have a glass of water. It might be, I really need some vitamin D. I need to get some sunshine. It might be, you have this thing that's just come through really clear and you need to go write it down. Like that's when the times, if I look back in my life, when I started Yoni Pleasure Palace, if I, when I started Naked Awakening, they came, my creative ideas came when I sat in silence. Mm. I did a 10 day silent retreat before any of these things were birthed. I had time to sit and just, you know, be. Yeah, so time to be. Are there any other kind of um, rituals or habits that you might think would be supportive for my community if they really want to work on body acceptance? Come to my nude yoga for starters. I really want to do that. <laughs> yeah, like just book it in. I teach yeah. them four times a year, so one one a season. Yeah. Um, I also have five instructors all over Australia teaching them as well, um, and I'll do another teacher training eventually. But if you can't turn up to a workshop, roll your yoga mat out in front of, ideally, in front of a mirror mm-hmm. um, and do a daily, even if it's just 10 minutes of, uh, you know, sun salutations, naked. Do it naked. Start doing your yoga practice naked on your mat or your meditation naked or, you know, just stand in front of the mirror and gaze at your body with, like, a new, a new pair of eyes yeah. if you know what I mean like you're looking at your body for the first time and pick a, pick all the things that you can be grateful for mm-hmm. for your body um, rather than nitpicking all the shitty things that you don't like about it it's just these like you yeah. know little little tiny shifts make big yeah. differences down the track especially if you do them every day because that's changing your neural pathways isn't it like if you start to pay attention to what you're grateful for in your body instead of what you don't like your brain will eventually start to find those things more often um so that's really powerful and another thing is to right if you're not so much into the whole gratitude thing what you can do is um um, it's, it's something that one of my coaches, Amber Leitz, talks about is like the three, there's these three questions to ask yourself every day mm-hmm. and or like to write down in journal and that's your brags. So yeah. brag about yeah. what you're doing really yeah. fucking well. Yeah. Um, gratitude. So all the things you're grateful for. And the last one is desires, all the things that you want, yeah. all the things that you truly need and want and desire. And do that every day, brag, gratitude and desires. Yeah, I feel like we all need to do that more. Like women don't brag enough at all. Um, They really don't. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Rosie. This has just been so helpful. I know a lot of women are going to get so much out of this. So if anyone is um, desiring to work with you a little bit more deeply or, um, yeah, to find out more about your work, have you got any um, exciting, you know, new courses or offerings coming up that you want to share with us? I have my one-on-one coaching that people can sign up for um, or if they're more on a budget, they can go for the Golden Yoni membership. So it's a monthly um, $40 a month and you get literally 13 modules of content that you can work at at your own pace. Um, There's about 550 women in there at the moment and it's just an incredible 
portal. It's a portal of information. I do monthly lives. I do full moon meditations, new moon meditations. And the topics range from like womb healing to creating safety to yoni body image, um, yoni egg yoga, breast massage, sex, business, money. Like, oh my God, I touch on, I literally have a module on everything that's just really alive in me um, and it's helping a lot of people. So that's only $40 a month and you can start and stop whenever you want. That's amazing. And it, you know, all of those things are really interconnected, aren't they? You know, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'll make sure that I put all those links in the show notes. So if people want to find out more about your membership um, and your coaching, they can just um, go and read the notes. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Rosie. We're so grateful. And I love chatting with you as always. Thank you for having me. Isn't Rosie just incredible? Um, I just felt like that was such an incredible episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. One final shout out for Worthy to Expand, as I'm so excited that the doors have just opened. If you would like to join us, the cart is open for two weeks. uh, And this is an evidence-based approach to dreaming, thinking, and playing big. You can... Learn to stop putting up with that job that makes you dread Monday mornings or if you're a small business owner, playing small in your business instead of creating big, juicy, stretchy goals. Learn to stop putting others first and sacrificing your own needs in the process and stop playing that inner mean girl soundtrack on repeat in your head so that you can start finding the courage to invest in yourself or your business Think booking the babysitter or hiring that website designer you've been insta-stalking for months. Feeling worthy enough to let yourself expand beyond plan B and dream big. Replacing procrastination with brave soul-driven action and imagining and damn it expecting that your life can be whatever you want it to be. At the moment, if you're listening live, you've got a couple more days left to sign up at the early bird rate and receive $200 off the full price. And the first 10 to sign up will also receive a small group coaching call all around navigating fear. So if you have any questions uh, or would like to chat to me, send me a DM. Otherwise, you can check out Worthy to Expand in the link below. And I will see you soon for our next episode.